Hello and welcome. I am your host, Sam, and this is Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities. Welcome to the second episode of Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities. And I just bought a podcast mic. Should I just make it ASMR? Just kidding. Okay, so I'm currently in bed and I'm recording this episode and I'm having a serious cough that won't go away. It's been there the whole day and I don't know what's going on. Also, as I'm recording this, I might move around and you might hear it. I don't know. We'll see. And I'm really sorry for that. My roommate is outside and she can hear me record this whole thing. So yeah, I'm really sorry to my roommate that she has to hear me record. And when I make a mistake, she has to hear me say that line again because that's how I record. Yeah, fun. Okay, moving on. So I'm super excited for this episode because it's super creepy. And I just recently learned about this. I'm not really sure if this urban legend is widely known here in America. As someone who isn't American, I like to say that because I like to pull the international student card. I'm actually from the Philippines. So as someone who's not an American, I never really knew about this urban legend until like the day before I wrote the script honestly. So if you have further knowledge about this or if I said something wrong, I butchered it or whatever, feel free to reach out to me with my email on my description somewhere. So without further ado, here is the legend of the bunny man. I know the name sounds funny, but it's actually pretty darn scary. So yeah, on to the story time. The legend takes us all the way back to 1903 in a small town called Clifton, located in the state of Virginia. After the Civil War, people started living in the area and year after year, the population started increasing. Nonetheless, Clifton still remained a very small town. Deep in the wilderness of Clifton stands an insane asylum. Unfortunately, the locals did not like the idea of having an insane asylum within the area, so they signed a petition for its relocation. The petition passed and a new asylum was built. Eventually, this asylum became known as the Lorton Prison, which is also a temporary facility for convicts to stay in until they are appropriately sentenced. A year later, Convicts were gathered and piled into the bus bound for Lorton Prison. Not far from where they left, the driver had served to avoid something and lost control of the bus. The bus tipped over and then it crashed. Most of the convicts were injured and managed to escape the bus and fled towards the woods. The next day, the police had conducted an investigation and rounded up the escaped convicts. Time passed by and the police finally recovered most of the convicts, except for two. The two men who were missing were identified as Marcus A. Walster and Douglas J. Griffin. 
the police began their search for these two men, and along the way, they would find dead rabbits, all of them half-eaten and dismembered. Finally, they found Marcus by the Fairfax Station Bridge, except Marcus was dead, and his hand was holding a man-made hammer, which was made of a sharp rock and a sturdy branch as handle. The police thought nothing of it. They didn't even care how Marcus died. They only cared about Marcus being apprehended. With Marcus being dead, the police did not have to worry about catching him. As the police searched for Douglas, they would find dismembered bodies of rabbits every once in a while. Eventually, Douglas became known as the Bunny Man. Months passed and the police eventually gave up on their search. It was assumed that the Bunny Man was dead or gone for good. And people just went on with their lives. Then October arrives and dead rabbits started appearing out of nowhere. This started to scare the residents. Then Halloween came. During this night, a bunch of teenagers decided to meet at the Fairfax Station Bridge to drink. When midnight approached, most of the kids left, except for three. At the stroke of midnight, there was a flash of bright light right where the kids were. And as the light dimmed down, all of the kids were found hanging from the bridge, their throats slashed and gutted like dismembered bunnies seen by the police. After this incident, the bridge has earned the name of the Bunnyman Bridge. And it is said that if you are at a Bunnyman Bridge during Halloween night, you too will meet the fate of the teens. There are many variations of this story and most of them involve a man wearing a rabbit costume and he attacks people with an axe or a hatchet. And as mentioned in the story, most of the stories took place in the Bunnyman Bridge in Clifton, Virginia. In the story time that I just told you guys earlier, apparently there are many plot holes to this particular story. Brian Conley, a historian archivist, investigated the truth behind this lore, and he stated that the Lorton prison wasn't open until 1916, but the story took place around 10 years before the prison was actually built. So according to Conley, there are also no court records of Douglas Griffin. So this Griffin guy might not even exist after all. And the thing is, Conley actually discovered the real story behind the bunny man. This was actually reported on Washington Post. In 1970, Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiancée were sitting in a car by Guinea Road in Fairfax, Virginia. The couple were parked near Bennett's uncle's house. Okay, wow, that's super specific. And then, a man dressed in a white suit with long bunny ears appeared, and he was holding a hatchet. Oh shit, that is a start of a horror film right there. Slasher film, horror film, whatever. That's pretty fucking whack. And then the bunny man, or this dude in a bunny costume, yelled at the couple and told them they were on private property. And then this bunny man threw a hatchet through the front car window. And luckily, no one was hurt. 
And one weird thing about this was that the same man appeared two weeks later, a block away from his first sighting. A private security guard named Paul Phillips spotted the man, who was holding an axe in front of a new house. So the man started chopping and taking several swings at a pole. And the man also proceeded to threaten Phillips as well. There were also police investigation reports that confirmed Fairfax County Police was looking for a male in his late teens to early 20s that was dressed as a bunny. But after a while, that case was shut down. Okay, another one might be related to the bunny man's background, but this is a gruesome slaying of a mother and her eight-month baby girl. In 1949, the two vanished during a car ride with the husband and were found in a shallow grave in Fairfax. The woman had been beaten and shot while the baby had been buried alive. The man was eventually arrested and sent to a mental institution. So, in my opinion, it wasn't really certain how this man was related to the bunny man folklore, but I wanted it to be included because as I was doing my research on bunny man, I thought this was really interesting because it was within the vicinity of where the bunny man story took place and... It could be linked to the bunny man, but I don't know. So yeah, despite the holes in the story and the anticlimactic truth behind the legend, the bunny man bridge in Clifton, Virginia is still a creepy place to visit. I mean, if you're into creepy stuff like that, I would definitely go to there. But as I was doing my research, there are also news about like how locals were complaining about tourists visiting the Bunny Man Bridge and they were like saying, this is a neighborhood, you're causing a lot of disturbance and stuff like that. So I'm not sure about that though. If you have some encounter stories you want to submit or a suggestion for this podcast, I have my email on the description. I'm just going to say it because I want to. So my email is urbanlegendsaodc at gmail.com. Again, it's urbanlegendsaodc at gmail.com. Just hit that up. Send me your encounter stories and I'll be sure to get to those soon. I hope you all have fun and stay tuned for the next episode. I upload new content every week, so I really hope you stay tuned. Okay, bye-bye.